With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. producer 
songwriter, all the stuff in between. If, I'm sure if he get in the studio, something magical got to happen. Ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, let's bring him to the mic, my man Glenn Lewis. What's up, Glenn? What's up, RP? What's the deal, Rodney? How you feeling, man? Man, I'm trying to get it in, man. Trying to get it in, man. Man, I'm, I'm really excited to talk to you, man. Uh, you know, my audience knows I'm an R&B head, man. I I love uh, the 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 real singers, the real performers, that good music. And man, you you're one of those guys, man. How have you been able to maintain? Your style in this game that's ever changing with with auto tune and and all the little tricks of the trade that's popping up now. I mean, I think you know, I think people can appreciate consistency. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I mean, with with anything, you know what I mean? If as long as you, you know, performing up to up to a certain caliber and you maintain maintain consistency and quality in your work, I think you know people will always be able to appreciate that. They'll always, you know, they'll always come back to see what you're doing you always be relevant in what they're doing and i've been you know I, i've really been blessed that way man i just you know i try to work hard at my craft and you know hope people appreciate it you feel me man you, you got you got the 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 pedigree you know speak to me uh on your journey man and 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 the early part and then what it is now as a grown man like, okay. talk to me what it was like, you know, when you was bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, and then what is it now for you to be a grown man in this game? Right, right, right. Uh, I mean, you know, you st- like for me, I, you know, starting out, it was it was all about just wanting my music to be heard and just wanting to get on, you know what I mean? And then after a while, you start to realize that um, it's not really an I thing. You know, it's a lot like, you know, I'm a b-ball fan to death. Like, I love hoops. And it's it's really about team. It's really about the people you surround yourself with, which is going to be instrumental in your success in a lot of ways. I mean, you might be the star player, but you need that squad around you that's going to keep you, you know, keep your eye on the prize and, and keep you focused. So a lot of the folks around me, that became, you know, that became important about selecting the right people around me and also right. respect, respecting the business and respecting, you know, not making it all about the business, but respecting the craft that I'm in. And being aware of the fact that it's a, it's about the giving, you know what I'm saying? It's about what you put into that work, and and you know, you'll see the fruits of that. Like people will appreciate when when you're putting in that hard work and when you're reaching out to the people and you're making it genuine. It's not something that's contrived, you know. And you just basically showing folks it's like, yo, this is this is what I have to offer from me to you. You know, hopefully they appreciate the conversation, they appreciate the energy, and it's shown thus far. You know what I'm saying? So to me, that's that's one of the most rewarding aspects of it. So I probably say that those are those things are over time have been the things that I've sort of honed in on and and sort of refined me as I've matured as a as an artist as well as just a person. Man, that, that's that's such a great answer, man. Because you know I, I think I'm I'm on a similar journey as a comedian, and I can remember it being all about the work. You know, yeah, I mean. Yeah. My, my family took a back seat, you know, everybody. You know, mm-hmm. I was just out there grinding yeah. and hustling. Right. But I think that was necessary for that moment. Uh-huh. But as a as a older as as a older man now as I get a little a little more grown, a little more respectful of the yeah. journey, um, I think I, I got a new respect. So man, I I really appreciate that. What was it like to grow up in Toronto? 
I mean, you know, for the most part, you know, the things that we go through, the human experience is probably this. I would imagine the same wherever you go, just people's uh-huh. process and how they do things. You know, and even culturally, there might be little little differences. I know when I first made the jump, you know, you know, coming south and and moving to Philly, living in Philly, um, it was actually it was a little bit of a culture shock because I always I always respect the traditions of the music. Like I loved you know the music that my parents played around the house, and I loved R and B in general. On the come up, listening to like Boys and the Men and listening to Guy and you know Mary J Blige and everybody. So. Um, I always loved the music, but the culture and, and the people, and, you know, like, I mean, for the most part, it's funny, you know, without making it too deep, man, black people are the same wherever you go, man. We love to eat, <laughs> love to have a good time, it's good energy, right. you know what I'm saying? I ain't got to really make it all that deep, but, I mean, it was, there was, like, little differences, but, I mean, you know, it, it didn't really take a whole lot of time for me to just be able to make that transition, because, like I said, it's like, you know, at the end of the day, man, people just want to live ha- happy lives, make they make their families proud, make a little money right. on the side, do their thing, and enjoy life. You know what I mean? So once you you know once you make that connection with folks, it's like oh cool. You know it, it pretty much don't even matter where you're from. Yeah, the, the black experience is the black experience. Now it is what it is. I got to yeah. ask you this because I, I got schooled. I got a chance to go on Tom Joyner cruise this past year, and I met some young ladies from Canada, and they was yep. like, "Yo, there are." Canadians that are black, yep, and then there are black Canadians. So, I, and I, and I don't know if I'm even being I'm, I don't know if I'm eloquently saying this right, but I guess most people that that are that are that are black that live in Canada are usually from the islands, some kind of way, like Jamaica. But there are some black Canadians. So, are you a black Canadian? Uh yeah, I guess I would say I'm um, I'm I guess I would say I'm a black Canadian. I'm like I'm first generation. Like you see exactly. the funny thing is that was that was another thing that was kinda of crazy to me. Like moving like you know, moving to the States, talking to different folks and they're like, Yeah, man, I'm like fourteenth generation, eighteenth generation. I'm like, What? Like most most of the most of the blacks that are in Canada as as deep as you'll get is maybe like third generation or something like okay. that. Like, that's that's excluding like you know Nova Scotia. You know, like uh, I'll take, I'll give you a little history lesson. Not, not that I even know all the like the pertinent details, but I just say like, you know, with the whole uh, underground railroad, a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of slaves, a lot of blacks. You know, they migrated their way up north, made their way out to uh, out to Nova Scotia. So a lot of the blacks that are settled there, they're like, you know, that's that's different. That's like ten, you know, tenth generation, twelfth generation, thirteenth, wow. and so on. But like most of the blacks that are in Canada, um, like my parents. You know, they moved to Canada, my mom being from Trinidad, my dad being from Jamaica, and then they, you know, they had me. And, uh, yeah, so I'm like first generation, man. Wow, awesome, man. Man, you got the, the new project is, is about to hit the streets. Um, Moment of Truth. Yes, what is that title? What is that? What is? What are you saying to the people? I mean, it's a combination of things. It's, you know, it's sort of a... It's sort of it, it's sort of like for me it's like you know the opportunity to to finally have this project coming out for anybody that's a fan and that you know has kind of followed my career or has followed my career you know for for them actually it's kind of a moment of truth like man dude you you know we waited a while for this so this better you know this better be that work you know what I mean so right. there's a little bit of that because pretty much everybody I run into or emails I get is like man when you coming with that project man when you coming with that music. And I'm always, t- you know, I'm always telling folks I'm coming, I'm coming. But finally, you know, having this opportunity, 
Yeah, you know what I mean? So, you know, I mean, it's it's, it's pretty much that simple. Uh, a part of where the title also came from is I, my my focus song to song on the album was to make each record a conversation, like a, a kind of moment of truth, being in that moment and a truth of just being able to share. So, you know, whether it's talking about an experience in, in a relationship or you know, or what it's like when you, you really care about somebody and you you want to take it to that next level, but it's like there might be things that's happening around it and whatever, just 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 the basis of the conversation just being those those separate individual moments of truth, those separate, you know, true conversations that you might have with a friend. I really wanted to establish that and have that type of energy on the album and for it to translate live. So that was really a big deal for me. So that's that's more or less kind of where the title came from. Hey, y'all, this is Rodney Perry. You tune in to Rodney Perry Live. We're talking to my man, Glenn Lewis. You can check his website out. That's Glenn Lewis Official. Glenn Lewis Official. And uh, it's you're at Being Glenn Lewis on Twitter. Man, you're you about to get back out there. The new project. Are you excited about going out and hitting that road again? Oh, man, absolutely. You know, being able to, you know, chop it up with folks and just, you know, touch the people and, and you know, you know, just uh, having the opportunity to to connect again like that. There's no there's no feeling like it, and in and of itself is it's a high in and of itself. Like I mean, you as a comedian, I'm sure you know. What I'm talking about being able to get out there and you know connect with folks and see them laugh and that whole energy and and just you know it's it, it's almost like a living room type vibe and you like the host and you catering to to your people. So at least that's you know that's a feeling that I get. So. I love that. I mean, and it doesn't hurt, you know what I'm saying, a little attention. You you know what I'm saying, you might get from, you know, little fans and stuff. You might meet right. them in there and you know what I'm saying. So, other than that, it's <laughs> now, it's it's a, it's a beautiful thing, man. It's a great experience. I'm absolutely excited. Now, I I hate to say comeback because I think comeback leads to the thought that a person has been not been doing nothing. I know Glenn <laughs> Lewis been getting it in. So, what have you been getting into? I mean, you know, in like in that off time, you know, it's just for the most part, like anybody else, man, trying to hold down family, take care of my folks, uh, writing and producing, you know, vocal arrangements for different artists. Had an opportunity to work with Maya and a lot of different artists here and there over over the you know past few years. So I've stayed busy that way. You know, I've done a couple shows here and there. I've gone to London, done some shows, going to Paris, done some shows. So I, you know, still keeping you know keeping myself in the loop. But just you know, it was it's it's a whole it's a whole other thing, you know, having a project coming out and having to support and promote a project. It's an entirely different thing, different level of exposure and everything. But for the most part, I just been I've been living, man. I've been very blessed, man. You know, what I mean, just being able to do what I love, make a living by it, making sure the family is is cool, and and uh, I mean, that's pretty much that's pretty much been about it, bro. Man, man, that's that's so dope. Now, let me ask you this: as a as a person who creates, yeah. whether that be creating, you know, uh, your own product project or creating for others, is that energy when you're helping somebody else different? Do you have to program? Do you have to tell yourself, okay, this is not for me. I'm doing this for someone. Like, what's that process? I mean, I think pretty much everybody I've had a chance to work with, they're like Glenn. You know, take me into your world, like. Your zone, what, you know, how do you hear this? Or, like, you know, even having the opportunity to coach people with vocals and stuff, they're like, yo, like, how do you, how would you approach this or what are you hearing? So they kind of give me that, they kind of give me free range. So okay. that's that's been kind of a beautiful thing. Like, sometimes I'll, like, just, you know, being a lover of, 
of making music, like, and whoever it is I'm working with, being aware of what they do, you know, I'll I'll be mindful of it so that you know I'm still I'm still I'm still aware of their style, their signature style, the things that they offer as an artist. But also at the same time, I would want producers, or I've I've had even producers and songwriters challenge me, you know, and 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 take me in places that it's not. It's not it's not so way out of my comfort zone that I you know like I'm playing myself or anything, but like having the opportunity to to um, do something where it's challenging to me. So I'll challenge them that way, where they'll you know like I said they'll ask me like yo what would you do or how you think I should approach this. So you know that way it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of fun, but I still try to challenge them. I still try to you know what I mean like you know present them with something or take them somewhere that maybe you know they they might not necessarily express it that way naturally. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no doubt. Now, now my journey uh, it take, took me across some paths that I, that I see you cross as well. Uh, you probably way better than me. <laughs> so <laughs> well, I, I don't know. Let's on see. The, I used to be on the air on KJLH in LA, oh, TV okay. Wonder Station. Yes, okay, sir. and so you know, from time to time, you'll get to talk to Stevie, and oh. Stevie Wonder told me how. You got on his radar. Can you tell my audience the story? Okay. Uh I mean this was this was mind blowing. Anybody anybody that loves music, you know, respects music, you know, is absolutely gonna respect what that man has, has done. Like just as far as a pioneer and a pillar for music. It's it it's crazy. Like it's really hard to even put into words everything that he's done musically and the amount of people that are influenced by him. But um yeah, like, you know, had the first single came out uh on Sony Records and you know, it was it was popping all over the country and it was it was a great time for me and I was you know it was it was just you know, I I got the call to come up to K J L H and I mean you could tell I'm still kinda stuck on it when I think back to it. It was it was a crazy experience. But I got the call to come up to the station and did the interview. And matter of fact, wait, you were you up there around that time? Were you up there? I, I kinda wanna say that I want to say that I was at, at least around when they set up. Like, were you there at the time that they like they set up the keyboard? They had me like playing and singing and and doing a little. You know, what? I, I don't around. think I was in the studio that day, but I oh, okay, I okay. remember that. I, I remember just, just want to make sure because I didn't want you to be like, man. The whole reason why I brought it up, man, as I was there. <laughs> no, uh, no, no, no. I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't throw you under the bus like that. <laughs> you don't remember me, dog? No, I'm not gonna. Right, but no, people that do that too, they'd be like, yeah, man. So you remember that time? That, but you know, no, but, no, no, I don't, nigga. Stop. All right, exactly. <laughs> <But> no, <laughs> right, killing my vibe. But uh, what was I gonna say? Yeah, so went up there. They had the keyboard set up, playing, singing. And it, you know, somebody had mentioned like, "Yo, Stevie coming down." I'm like, "Yeah, right." You know what I mean? Just thinking, right, like, you know, right. they just playing with me, whatever. But I mean, sure, you know, sure enough, like I was literally. The funny thing is, the interview was done, and I was actually, I was actually about to leave, and I didn't know what was going on. Like, you know, I, you know, I heard different things. Oh, it was traffic, what, whatever else, yada yada yada. Um, but next thing I know, Stevie rolled through, and we end up back on the air. I'm stuck. Like I didn't, wow. you know, I didn't really know at that point. I'm like, wow, like he came to he came to check for me. Like that's easily like that's one of the most humbling experiences ever. You know what I'm saying? Like he came down and knew the song, starts playing the song, starts playing. Don't you forget it and singing it back to me. And I'm standing. Wow. If he could have seen the look on my face, he probably would bust out laughing. <laughs> Wait a minute, Glenn. Wait a minute, oh, Glenn. Glenn. <laughs> 
play the new joint off a moment of truth. Man, uh, let's let's play this. The name of the song is Can't Say Love. You got a video for this. Yes, sir. Actually, uh dropped the video, what was it? It's been about, like, just under a week, like about four or five days ago. Video got, hot uh, off the presses on the streets. Yes. That's and it. You got got the, uh, it's on it's on it's on YouTube. It's also on like if you go by you go by Twitter, matter of fact it's probably a good idea of me to throw this out there as well. Um whether for those that have heard the single or not, or seen the video or not, you could go by uh at being Glenn Lewis on my Twitter page, B E I N G Glenn with two N's, because I know some of y'all lazy and just putting one in. But uh <laughs> <Right>. being Glenn <laughs> being Glenn Lewis and all the updates, everything, man, like from the video, the single, what's going on with the album, tour dates, everything. Whatever you want to know what's going on with me, or if you just want to say what's up because it's a Tuesday, hit me up. That's me. Hey, it's really him. He's really tweeting. It's at being Glenn Lewis. That's two ends. Don't get lazy. The video was <laughs> shot in Philly, uh, yep. directed by Juwan Lee, who is dope to me. Okay. Man, yeah, he killed it. Oh, man, uh, you know what? Thank you for saying that. I'm glad I got the opportunity for, you know, follow up behind you just to let folks know Juwan Howard uh in, incredible director had so much fun working with him that's that's my brother right there like he he killed it and you got Nicki Minaj Trey Songs and Genuine in there <laughs> yeah I wish <laughs> right it, but we'll just we'll just go along with that yeah yeah, yeah matter of fact yeah, yeah, yeah. you know they did they little you know what I'm saying a little feature you know what I mean cameo, cameo. Cameo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So let's play the song. The name of the song is Can't Say Love it's by my man Glenn Lewis. Y'all take a listen. Girl, I can't fight no more. I'm not being complete. Why someone I love? Not with me, not with me. Gotta get it back somehow. Unless an expiration date has come and gone on us, baby. Yeah. No matter who I'm with, what's so crazy is having other love to be faithful. I haven't said I love you to nobody. I'll be happy when I can't say it once again. Give to you my heart, put it in your hand. Until then, I'll be quiet. Oh, oh. See, I can't tell someone something I don't need to open up. It's got to be real. I can't say love, not without you. No, not that word, love, not without you. Say I like, maybe I care, maybe I feel deeply, but no, not love, no, not without. Put it in your hand until then. 
fan. Like she'll wow. she be following you, okay? So wow. okay. she's like, You gotta play my favorite song. We had this young lady on the show before. She's a sweetheart. Me and this me and this young lady you did this song with. We talked like we were we was friends for thirty years and I the first time I ever talked <laughs> to her. It was crazy. And um I gotta play this song. It's what's come over me. It's you, oh, it's Mr. Mel LaRue, yes, and yes. Uh, any any closing words you want you got for I play this because we're gonna be out after that. Well, first and foremost, um, to the super fan, don't know by name, but I appreciate you. Thank you so much for for the support and everything. And uh, as far as this record goes, Mel's Mel's my folks, man, love it to death. And uh, actually, just spoke to her not too long ago, like a couple weeks ago. And uh, yeah, she's she's pretty incredible. She'll make you feel right at home, like as if you've known her forever. And she's, you know, she just got an angelic spirit, and she's just she good folks, you know what I mean? And, right. Uh, yeah, that's really about it. Other than that, just want to let people know, you know, not to be uh, cliche or shallow, but definitely look out for that album, August twentieth, uh, twenty thirteen. Album entitled "Moment of Truth," and uh, you know, I put everything into it. So I hope you know, I hope everybody will appreciate it and love it. And uh, I had fun making it. And got the single out, Can't Say Love. And, you know, come check me out being, at being Glenn Lewis on Twitter or Glenn Lewis For Real on Facebook. Holla at me. That's me. I'm I'm on there, you know, whenever. So, you know, cats just want to, you know, come through or fans, whatever, just to reach out and just be like, what's up? Do, do you have a, do you have an Instagram? Uh, I do. Uh, it's, uh, it's being Glenn Lewis. Just, you know, drop okay. that. It's pretty much the same as, as the Twitter, being Glenn Lewis. Got it, got it, got it. Done deal, done deal. Because you know, you know, there's a lot of people gonna be stalking your pictures and whatnot, so they need to know where to go. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, hey Glenn, again, man, thank you. I can't thank you enough for coming on. Hey y'all, the record is coming out. Moment of truth, uh, August 2013, and uh, we might be able to get Glenn to come back. You never know. We might be. We, let, we might do it. Let's do an event. Shit. Come on, yeah, down absolutely, to the eight, man. Let's put I was, I, I'm absolutely with it. Like, just let me know, man. I'm there. All right. All right, bro. Hey, Dundee, thanks, Glenn. Hey, the name of the song is What's Come Over Me. We sending this out to Ms. Madeline Smith. Madeline, this your joint.
yo, yo, that's my man Glenn Lewis and Mr. Mel LaRue. What's come over me? Thank you again to Glenn Lewis for coming on today. And, man, it's time to really take it, the show to a whole nother level if I can. Hey, y'all, it's Roddy Perry. You're tuning in to Roddy Perry Live. Don't go nowhere. This, this, is, this is one of them days. Man, the people, you got to love what we're doing over here at Roddy Perry Live. Y'all don't go nowhere. When I come back, man, you, you ain't ready for this. This is Roddy Perry. Stay right there. We'll be right back. <laughs> if you're looking for the latest in comedy, news, and entertainment, the only place to go is the Humor Meal. Check out the website, humormealmag.com. Humor Meal, the only place for comedy, news, and entertainment. I see you, Frank. Four, three, two, uno. What up, y'all? It is time for Off the Chain with me, Rodney Perry. I'm your host. My girl, DJ Tracy Steele, is on the ones and twos, and we premiere October 22nd, 9 p.m. on Bounce TV. You don't want to miss it. The best in stand-up comedy. Let me tell y'all something. It's going to be so off the chain. Did I say that? Off the chain. I'm crazy. Bounce TV. That's www.bouncetv.com. Hit them up on Twitter. Bounce underscore. TV. They're at Bounce underscore TV. This is Rodney Perry, and I'm the host, bitch. <laughs> hey, y'all, stay right there. We come back more Rodney Perry Live. Hi, you are not going to believe this. I bought Pepsi Next. What's Pepsi Next? It's the new cola from Pepsi. It's got real cola taste, but 60% less sugar. Real cola taste, 60% less sugar. Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I know. It's unbelievable. <laughs> but this is the most impressive mm. thing I've ever experienced in my entire life. Oh, definitely. Oh. <laughs> I've never had anything like it. My parents are going to Yeah, they're going to be so proud. Introducing Pepsi Next. Drink it to believe it. Are you getting this, honey? Going viral. Hey, y'all. It's your boy, Roddy Perry, and we are back live and direct. Man, we got. it's time to take the show to a place where it needs to go, you understand? I'm about to bring in my man, hitting us up. McKinley, you in there? Where you at? What's going on, bro? What's going on? Man, I, I, I can't thank you enough for coming on, dog. You got so much stuff going on. Uh, you, you're you're a uh, model, okay, people don't even know about. Actor, poetize. What, <laughs> what don't you do? Man, I'm trying to figure that out. If I can't do it, I'm working on it. So, man, that's... <laughs> That's the, that's the hustle, though, you know what I mean? Man, man, I love it, man. Sp- speak to me about the hustle, man, because, you know, a- as we make this journey as actors and, and, and writers and, you know, and, and the respective creative areas, people don't know what it takes to, you know, when the world don't know yet. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you already know, man. I think it's a, there's a couple pieces of that. One one thing is that um man you gotta you gotta know what you want uh, before everybody else recognizes that you have it. If that makes any sense. So it's like yeah you know that you, you gotta know where you want to go and be you know unwavering in your in your journey to get there because there's gonna be plenty of you know ups and downs. You know what I mean. But I think the most important thing for me is that you know and and life no matter what you, what path you choose is gonna be ups and downs. So so why you know, burden yourself with other people's expectations or ideas of what your life should be. And you, you define those and let them be your ups and downs, at least, you know, it's on choices that you make. So, uh, and, and, you know, how, you know how it goes. And then along, along the way, you'll get lots of no's, but, you know, after a while, that's just part of the yes, and, you know, you just keep it moving, you know. But you got to see the end from, you got to see the end from the beginning, um, you know, continue to plug away even when it seems like there's nothing in front of you, you know what I mean? 
Okay, give me these two people. Give me the person other than you that believed in you, you know, before the movies, and give me the person that you, you know, what the person that, that you still cool with that didn't believe. Man, well, the person, I mean, it, it, it's cliche, but the person that, that believed in me uh, before anybody else were, were, were my mom and dad. Um, yeah. You know, I, I had, uh, you know, went went the school route, man. I got a bachelor's in finance and the MBA in marketing. I was, you know, worked for IBM there for a second doing, like, worldwide marketing stuff, and I was flying on around the world, you know, success, doing that successfully. Uh, but then when when uh, when the passion hit me for acting and this other stuff, you know, I, I I was choosing to step away, and my parents were just like, "Look, we we believe you can do anything, and if that's what you choose to do, we believe it'll work for you." And uh, you know that you know as an adult, you know you do you you blaze your own path and you go your own way, and you you know you you make your own decisions, but still have that kind of support is uh you know you can't really measure how how great that is. And as far as man, as far as, far as the people or the person that says you know that I might be cool with <laughs> or not be cool with that. That 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 doubted it, man. I don't I don't really know, man. Because at the end of the day, I just throw it in the fire, and it just makes more fuel. So it could be a name, yeah. it could be a person, it could be a moment, it could be, you know, a, a casting person. It could be it could be. It doesn't take much for me. I wake up in the morning motivated, so it doesn't. It, I don't need a name or face to, to to make me work harder. Um, so I don't necess- I don't think I necessarily have one specific person. Um, but doubt other people's doubt or whatever, man. It's like, man. Okay, let me let me just. I don't have to say nothing. Just watch. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, don't believe. You got such a great, great resume, man. I mean, as I look down at at, at the projects you've been a part of from from end to watch to which which my girl Chandrella Avery is in that movie. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, and uh, Delta Forest and Sharpshooters and years later, man, such a and then I mean, you got TV. You have to be one hell of a auditioner. Man, bro, I tell you what, um, that it, it's funny, man. At some point, everything kind of slows down. I mean, when you first mm-hmm. when you first get into it, you know, you you know, you, you get in the rooms and you're concerned about all these other things. And at some point, it's just like, man, you just have to stop caring. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's well, ironic. When when, when when was that for you? When did you go? You know what? If I book it, I book it. If I don't, I don't. Man, it was. Uh, man, bro, it was it was it was probably good. I don't know, five six years ago, man. Where, you know, I I just. I've always had a uh the, the mentality that uh you know somebody else's success is somebody else's step forward isn't my step backwards and I've always believed that. Um wow. but then, you know, ha- having to, you know, go through this casting process and seeing things happen and, and ultimately there's so many there's so many choices that are outside of um so many things, factors that go into choices that are outside of your your control. Um why why spend time worrying about them? So it's just like, you know what, I'm going to go here and have fun and you know, one one of the things that I try to tell folks is that, like, man, whether you choose to, to do acting or you know, as you're doing with the radio stuff, it's like, listen, man, like, let, let's let I'm, I'm, let's look down the road here, and you're gonna win a bunch of radio awards, going to do bigger and better things, and all these other things. But, yo, the positive, um, or the positive outcome, and 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 the feeling that goes along with that, you shouldn't just have that when you get there. You got to learn how to enjoy the process, and if you can do that. Um, it makes all the small steps along the way, you know, it, just part of the journey. So, man, you know, I go in, I go in the, um, I go into these auditions and stuff, man. And I'm just like, man, I want to go in and have fun. And when I leave the room, I want to know that I did what I came here to do. And I, and I do that, you know what I mean. And whether they, right. whether whether they choose me or not, man, that's outside of my control. And you know, I keep it moving, bro. I don't really too much think about it. You know what I mean. And if one of my boys gets it or somebody else, man, congratulations to them. And you know, it's on to the next one. I don't really spend too much time worried about it. 
I love it, man. Hey, y'all, this is Rodney Perry. You tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. We're talking to Mr. McKinley Freeman, dog. Um, as an actor in this game, it is super competitive. It is um, a place where you got to put that work in that people don't see that work. Talk to the actor that might listen to this show today about the work you've put in, you know, whether that's yeah. acting classes. Because people don't understand. They just see you and they think, oh, he just came out of nowhere, but that's not true. No, nah, I mean, when I was working, before I even got into this full, I mean, I was doing it full time when I was working for IBM. So I was working 50, 70 hours a week and then would, you know, get off get get off work, go to the gym and then sit in acting class till 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning and then get up at 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning and do it all over again. So, you know, there's a there's a there's a there's a choice um, about the direction I wanted my life to go that I wanted to be consistent with. But as far as the work, man, it's like in all the years I've been in, I've been in LA probably about eight years, and in and in those eight years, man, I probably missed acting class or being in, being in class for about two months. Um, right. Whether I wanted to be there or not, it's like going to the gym. Sometimes you don't want to go there, but it's it's not all, it's not exactly what you want. It's what you need uh, to arm yourself with the information and the tools to be able to be successful, you know, in the journey or whatever. But Man, it's a hustle, bro. Like you know, going into um, you know pilot season uh, last year, when, you know the, the season when I booked uh, hit the floor and I also booked Devious Maid. You know, there was a, a time there when it was slow for me, man. And like I was like I wanted wanted to stay on par, so I got a um, Diana Castle is a really great acting coach here in California. Uh, she got me in the habit of you know spending at least an hour a day working on just doing imagination work, man. So I have this book that has like 365 poems, and I would just take. Whatever day it was, I mean, it's, it's, you know, January, February, blah, blah, blah. I would take whatever day it was and just spend an hour a day on a, a new poem every day, just working my imagination with, uh, you know, different poets and stuff and just really allowing myself to to see what it is that they saw when they wrote, if that makes any sense. So um, wow. it's just, it's, it's a creative, it's like creative gymnastics. I mean, like, will I ever have to do that on some of this stuff? No, but it's like, you know, you, you do all these exercises and, and, and stay engaged, you know, from a creative perspective so that, when you get on set, you know you can be uh, um, you can be the you know most complete tool for at the director's disposal to create the, the perfect picture in their eyes. So it's just about being you know being prepared, man, because you just never know. Like the smallest thing, you know, the smallest thing you might step on there and do, which which you might think might be a little off, but you do it anyway. They might be like, oh, you know what, we like that. I want you to you do that more. <laughs> Whatever that thing is, just keep doing it. You know what I mean? So it's it's fun, man. But um. The cool thing about the process for me, especially with Hit the Floor, is it was kind of the first time where, you know, when you book, like, guest stars and co-stars, you go into mm-hmm. a situation where about, you know, 90 95%, they know exactly how they want you to be. You're, you're there to help move the story along and, and do your thing. But with, with Hit the Floor, man, you know, they say, okay, here's some words on the page. Now go create something. We're trusted. You know what I mean? So uh, you got to have the confidence and also, you know, the, the, the work ethic to be able to do that. And um, I'm, I'm very grateful for you know, the teachers that I've worked with and the things that I've learned along the way that helped prepare me for that opportunity. So, and the rest of me, you know, this, we've done shooting, so now the, the episodes are coming on, and, you know, I guess it's just a matter of time to figure out if it worked or not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I might be answering now, answer now, 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 Hit, hit the Floor is, is a dance series. Well, Hit the Floor is a it's a drama, um, on a scripted drama on VH1 that has a, a strong dance element, but it isn't necessarily a dance show because there's a lot of okay. overlapping from a dance team with the basketball team, uh, ownership and all this other stuff. So it's a it's a it's it's definitely a, a drama as opposed to a, a dance, but there's a dance there's like a strong dance component to it. I mean, we have 
one of the best choreographers in the world, Michael Rooney, that choreographed the dance sequences for the whole first season. And then if you look at the dancers themselves, like some of them were either one or were runners up on So You Think You Can Dance or tour with Lady Gaga or Oh wow! So they the they the real deal when it come to dance. Oh look, bro, let me tell you something, man. I got to ask you. They got you dancing on there, Mac. Man, come on, bro. I got a two set for you. It's like it's like a nice pair of jeans, bro. It goes with anything, you know. But these these ladies are amazing, you know. I got like a profound respect for dance after you know spending a lot of time getting to know them and and see see how hard they work. It's 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 really amazing, man. So. Um, but so there's a strong dance component, but the great thing that, uh, James LaRose, uh, he's the executive producer and the writers did was, you know, make it a compelling story. So even if the dance component wasn't part of it, the story is so compelling, um, that I think it intrigues people anyway. So it all works together. Now, now when you book a show like this, right? Like yeah. you said, you, you've been, you've been guest starring, co-starring and doing on this show. You wanted to, you wanted to do like, What's that? What's that? What's the difference for you? I mean, is your trailer bigger? You know, is, is it? You know, you got cable. You know, what, what's different? <laughs> you know what the difference is? Is the, the responsibility is greater. I mean, the trailer is the same size. You know, you know, you, you, there are certain things that come along with it that you have to be thinking about, like you know, you know, publicists and all these other things that you know might necessarily were weren't on the priority list, but should be, you know, as you go about trying to create a brand and, and um, you know, build that part of your business. But the real thing for me, man, is just, you know, I, I don't get caught up in all that uh, all that stuff, you know what I mean? My, my thing is about it's about the work first and foremost and mm-hmm. the rest of the stuff that comes. So my thing is the, the biggest thing for me is just the responsibility, you know, both to the show and to myself because I'm like, I'm, I'm always, you know, I hoop, you know, all, uh, coming up and I play basketball in college. And one of the things I remember one of our coaches told me in high school was like, man, you don't ever want to like just coast through practice. And then, you know, you mess around and not win a state championship. And you look back and say, man, we should have worked. I should have worked harder in practice. Wow. And that kind of mentality, man, with, with, with acting and, and preparing for hit the floor. It's like, man, I don't want to, I hate to be on the phone with you right now and, and, and be 99.7% confident that I did everything. But in the back of my mind, there's 0.03 that's like, man, I could have done more. Um, so, in that regard, it's like, man, there's a responsibility to, to to do my, you know, it's to do my job at a high level, but underneath that is, you know, all the small things that make that possible, so. Man, you're doing the work, you're putting the work in, and and now it, it's starting to pay off. I mean, the show is hitting the streets. Can, have you felt it yet? Yeah, you know, it's um, it's one of those things, man, like, you know, it's, you know, uh, when I go to the gym in the morning, like, I, you know, the show premieres, the, the new episodes air on Monday, right, on um, Monday nights on VH1, um, like 9, 9 Eastern, 8 Central, and then I think 8 and 9 Pacific time. But the next day and throughout the week, they re-air, man. So I'm at, like, literally, I'm at the gym this morning, man, and I, I, I'm on this machine. I'm on a little cardio machine, and the, the show is on. I'm like, oh, man, I got to get away from this TV. You know what I mean? I'm like, you know, one, I don't want to be, like, Sitting there watching you, you don't want you don't want to be that dude. You don't watch nah, your show. Nah, <laughs> nah, I'm not trying to be that guy. It's, it's slightly nerve wracking, and it's just like, man, let me just because that's done. You know, I can't I can't go back and change that. Let me, you know, let me right. focus, wrap my mind around what potentially may be coming next. But it, it's been cool, man. Like I think um, the response on social media has been has been fantastic, and I, you know, I, I've been doing a, a pretty decent job of keeping up with folks on Twitter and, and, and Instagram, replying to people and. You know, I think that's a big part of it, you know, as time allows. But um, but on the whole, man, it's going well. I think the word of mouth about the show is, is getting around, and I think, again, um, the show speaks for itself. I mean, I think 
there's a lot of uh, intriguing, entertaining moments in it, and, and there's a lot there's a lot more stuff to come. So I just think that uh, people seem to be uh, interested in, in, in how the story goes and the relationships with the characters and stuff. So, you know, it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. Um, and and I definitely give my hats off to my castmates and everything for, you know, putting in the work and, you know, buying into this thing as a team that we could build something pretty cool. And I think um, the responses that maybe that maybe we have, and I guess – as the season progresses, we'll, we'll we'll definitely continue to find out. So that's exciting. Man, that's super-duper exciting. Now, this, this is a question I like to ask anytime I get to talk to an actor. If you could play a human being that's, you know, living or lived um, in a feature film, who would that be? Well, I got a two-part answer. If we're talking okay. about like you know like perhaps like a biopic kind of thing like I would yeah love maybe, to maybe like a biopic or or, oh. or maybe like a type of person if you want to go there. Sure. Well, if it was a biopic, I think I would I would love to play Marvin Gaye. Um, wow. I think it, it, his influence um, through you know his music influence speaks for itself. But then, if you understand the context of the times, it, it provides an even greater uh, respect and uh, insight into what the music represented, like, like what's going on. Like, you know, like if you think of listening to the lyrics of what's going on and understand the context of like, you know, Vietnam and when it all came out, like that's, yeah, that's a pretty powerful thing. You know what I mean? Um, and, and then of course, that's right on the heels of the civil rights movement. And, you know, we're still we're in the process of, you know, healing as a nation and, and beginning to understand new things and get greater revelations about who we are as humans and those kinds of things. So that's, that's kind of one thing, but and, and on the other on the other hand, it would be cool to like play a superhero, be you know, kind of be like one of those cats because you know I grew up, you know, I always read comic books and stuff when I was a kid, and to, to have an opportunity to be some kind of superhero or action movie, or I don't, I don't know if that'd be like Shaft three point or whatever, whatever, right, right, whatever, right. <laughs> you know, whatever, whatever that might be, man, you know what I mean? That, that could be cool too, man. So, so, so. Um... What's your what's your big love? Is it acting? Is it is it modeling? Is it poetry? You know, what, what, which one of those things, or if, if at all, which one of those things is your foundation? Oh, I, that, by far and away, it's the acting thing. I mean, the 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 modeling thing was cool, and it, but it wasn't like it wasn't like it was more part of the hustle. You know what I mean? The the, the end goal was always to to be you know focused on acting and make that my my livelihood because I knew I did I went to corporate route and. And it was fun, and it, you know, it was rewarding, you know, financially and all these other things. But at the end of the day, like that stuff doesn't make you. That stuff didn't make me happy. So, you know, if, if it's one thing to to you know have a bunch of money and 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 obtain the things as you grew up that you thought were important, and then to obtain them and realize that they're not, um, you have a responsibility to yourself to change that if that's what you choose to do, or you sit around and complain the rest of your life. So, my thing was just you know really being honest with myself about you know what I was passionate about it was far and away the acting thing. Um and so as a way as a as a means to um as a means to to an end, you know, I did the modeling stuff along with it in commercials and these kinds of things as well that as part of the hustle to help, you know, pay for acting classes and, you know, stay on the grind. So but and, and the poetry stuff, man, I'm telling you, I I could go a good two two years without writing and then I could literally sit up and write for like three days straight. It just it just the, really? when, when 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 I'm inspired that's when I write. Like otherwise I just don't you know, if it, if I'm not inspired to write anything, I just don't write. So. Got it, got it, got it. Could we look for like a, a a coffee table book one day or the McKinley Freeman poet poetic stylings? Man, I think that's a strong possibility, man. I just have to <laughs> come. I just gotta, 
I just have to get my arms around, um, you know. I, it's funny, like, when I first moved here, I, I, I literally was riding all the time because I was, you know, when I was transitioning from, you know, the corporate world, I said to being a full-time actor or, or actually doing both there for a while and then just focusing just on acting. And I actually wrote quite a bit and I actually did write, you know, kind of a, a book. Um, but it would require me to go back and revisit those things because, at the time, they could have been super deep, and I thought they were profound. And I looked back, like, man, these are nursery rhymes. So, you know, it's like one of those, <laughs> one of those, one of those right? It just sounds like Dr. Seuss, but uh, you know, it, it just re- required me to kind of go back and um and and you know, kind of reevaluate and reprioritize some of the stuff that I've written over the years. But it's definitely something that um that I'd be open to do. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll take one thing at a time. I think right now, um, now that we're on, you know, we're done. Hitting the first, shooting the first season and you know it's back to auditioning for movies and these kinds of things. I have a little bit more time to figure those kinds of things out, but I, I would love to do something like that. Now, now, is there a pressure? I mean, you're on a hot show, you're on VH1. Is there a pressure to to hook up with the it girl and y'all become this power couple thing? Is that? Do you feel that? Man, no. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all, bro. I'm gonna tell you something, man. Like. I don't subscribe to pressure from anybody. I'm like, man, at the end of the day, I don't, I'm not too concerned about other people's opinion. And I mean that in the most respectful way possible. I think everybody's entitled to their own opinion and their own point of view and those kinds of things. But at the end of the day, you know, when I go to sleep and wake up in the morning, I, I got to wake up and be responsible for my own choices. And, you know, I, I can't be, I can't honestly look myself in the mirror and be dating somebody that I don't want to be dating just because somebody else says I should. Um, you know, so, like, yeah, that, no, there's no, there's no pressure on that. On that side, at least not yet. I mean, you were only three, we're only three episodes in. You, we talk in two weeks. I could be like, man, they, these mothers are trying to hook me up with so and so. You know what I mean? But for right, but for right now, no, nah, man, I'm, that 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 kind of pressure doesn't exist. Oh, I love it. So, so, so you from? Are you from Chicago? Man, I'm from Champaign, Illinois. Uh, it's about an hour and some change south of Chicago. You know, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a Chicagoan, so I say I saw Oak Park, Illinois. I'm like, wait a minute, is he from the shop? <laughs> nah, nah, nah. I'm not from. I'm, I'm from Champaign, man. I um, I was born and raised there. Then I lived up in Chicago there for a while, working for um, working for a computer company. But I got family all over the place up there. I got yeah. a cousin on the south side over there, like 87th and in, in Ashland, like 87th and a Dan Ryan over there by the Heralds. You know what I'm talking about? But, yeah, I know exactly. That's my grandmother yeah. right around the corner. You know, I probably yeah, know your people. Yeah. <laughs> and they got that. They got that ballet. Just like you know, a little questionable. I think they closed it. But yeah, man, I spent a lot of time trying to go back. But uh, but no, I was born and raised in Champaign, man. Okay, I, I gotta ask you. I know you who, who you like, uh, San Antonio or, or the Heat? Uh, man, I'm I'm a, um, it's gonna sound weird, man, but I'm I'm pulling for the Heat, man. I think um. You know, at the end of the day, I, and it's just it's primarily for LeBron, man, because I feel like as much as much uh, you know accolades and stuff the dude receives, I still don't think people appreciate how good a ball player he is. Yeah, I mean, he's like he's like six nine, two sixty, can play all five positions. I'm like, yeah, it's almost like I, I said this analogy uh, to one of my boys last last week. The thing about you know when you talk about great players, like even Jordan, like every time every year he was in the league, he should have won MVP. Um, yeah, and then you think about a cat like Kobe. You know, you you get so used to seeing him, you forget how good he is. And I, and I said, you know, it's kind of like going to the grocery store and seeing Superman once a week. It's like, man, after a while, you kind of 
start to forget that he's Superman. Yeah, that's old boy. That's old boy in the blue you know tights. I mean? He, he, yeah, he that's become old boy in the blue tights. Yeah. Look at old boy in the blue tights picking up avocado. You know what I mean? It's like he loses he loses luster a little bit. But like yo, LeBron is like. You get so so used to seeing a dude almost averaging a triple double. It's like, okay, what else he can do? But I'm like, man, let's exactly. take, let's take pause for a second and step back. Like, only one person in the history of the game has done better, you know, in terms of almost reaching a triple double, and that's Oscar Robertson. So I'm like, man, and he's one of the greatest players of all time. So, you know, I I, I just it would be cool for Le, for LeBron to win just to continue to build his resume because I think you know I'm a huge Jordan fan and I always believe right. he'll be the greatest of all time, but. You know, LeBron's going to be like one B when I think it's, when his career is over. I think. You, you know, I watched um, last night. They did a, a thing on NBA TV about Dr. J, and yeah. watching that special helped me put Jordan and LeBron and even Kobe in the perspective because yeah. Dr. J only got one ring, and that don't diminish his legacy. He's nah, still, you know what. Doc, Doc Dr. J. in the ABA was like in his prime, so we don't even have footage of that, you know? Right. Ain't, you, ain't no pictures of that. No pictures. Just rumors. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, like urban legends. Like this man. Yeah, he's like folklore. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, man, Doc was the truth. And it's like, man, you, you, we caught Doc on the, Doc on the decline. But even yeah. then, he was, you know, one of the greatest players in NBA history. So. Wow. Yeah, awesome, man. So, as, as an athlete, you know, and, and, you know, making the transition into the acting world. What are some of those tenets you take from that competition, that part of your life, that competition into it as an actor? Man, uh, well, uh, first and foremost, to get to the competition, you got to be prepared. And I think the work ethic part that I learned, you know, through, you know, athletics, both in season and preseason, you know, is just part of my life in, in, in whatever arena, whether it be acting or business or whatever, you know, being prepared, doing everything you can. And then, you know, being flexible to be able to change if necessary. Um, but as far as, like, you know, the competition part, it's like, man, at the end of the day, I'm going to be prepared. Like, you know, they always say, you know, success is when opportunity meets preparation. Like, and in, in that equation, the only thing you can control is the preparation part. So, like, man, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. So, I, you know, I stay on point, you know, with the with the workout stuff, stay on point mentally and physically and, and mentally. Um, and it's just, you know, you know, be on point and, and making sure that, uh, you know, the, whatever weaknesses I have, I'm continuing on a regular basis to make those strengths and, you know, just being prepared. But, like, at the end of the day, I can't be concerned about anybody else. Like, man, when you step on the court, it's a dance. And But, you know, an audition, it's like you're not you're not auditioning against somebody else. You go in there and do your thing, and it's, it's more like golf than it is basketball. You know, it's like you go in wow. and do your thing, and somebody else goes and does their thing. And, like, at the end of the day, man, congratulations. You won the Masters. Like, you know, I, I won the PGA. I won the U.S. Open. It's all good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, at the end of the day, I can only control what I control. Because re- really, man, that's like me asking you, like, you know, w- you know, what do you – what do you think about your comp- the other radio competition and, and, and what they're doing? I'm like, man, you don't got the time to be thinking about that, nor do you, nor, nor should you. It's like, man, they're going to do what they do. I'm going to do what I do, and in the end, chips going to fall where they fall, and I'm going to keep it moving. Like, I'm not I'm not concerned what, one bit at all, you know what I mean? Um, hey, hey, you're you absolutely right, man. Hey, I, I can't thank you enough, McKinley, for coming on today, man. The name of the show is Hit the Floor. It's on VH1. It's running now Mondays. You can check him out on there, or you can just hit him up on Twitter, on Instagram. He's at McKinley Freeman, man, um, Midwest homeboy. You know, I'm going you know, to give you a shot because champagne is close. 
Champagne is close. Champagne is close. <laughs> and yeah. You know what, man? If you ever out this way and we got something going on, man, definitely give me a heads up. And you know, if you ever need it, you want to holler at me after the season's over or whatever the case may be, man. Let's be in touch and we'll make it work. Done deal, man. I'm in LA all the time, and uh, actually, probably about I might be out there in July uh, playing a couple of comedy clubs out there. So uh, we hang out, man. And, you know, have a couple right, drinks. Done, done deal. Hey, man. Yeah, thanks a lot for coming on, bro. All right, bro. Hey, y'all. It's Roddy Perry. Tune in to Roddy Perry Live. That was my man, McKinley Freeman. The show is hit the floor. Check it out. We'll be right back. Y'all stay right there. What's up, everybody around the world? Thanks for tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. Remember to follow Rodney on Twitter, at Rodney Perry. And for all of your Rodney Perry updates, text Rodney Perry, with no spaces, to 41411. Again, to stay up to date, text Rodney Perry, with no spaces, to 41411. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.